It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we kick off a blockbuster weekend across Scottish football. Midweek European qualifiers mean a quieter top flight Saturday with Kelly Ross County, Livy St Mirren and St Johnston against Dundee. The transfer deadline has now passed so teams up and down the country have their squads settled for the next few months. And on to tomorrow, the small matter of Rangers against Celtic. I'm Gordon Duncan, and joining me in the studio is Gordon DL, Mark Wilson, and Hugh Evans. Let's be honest. Let's be perfectly honest. We're all here marking Don't do the it. time. Don't do it. I know what you're going to say. You're about to disrespect the fans of six teams who are playing in the Premiership today. No, I wasn't, because you never give anyone a chance to say <laughs> what they're intending to say. I'll start again Let's be brutally honest We're all here marking time Until the big picture At 12 o'clock tomorrow At Ibrox However What makes it interesting While we mark time Is what's going on In the Premiership today Ross County They're quids in Before they even kick a ball Against Kilmarnock Their former striker Ross Stewart Has gone from Sunderland To Southampton And Ross County Because of a sell-on clause Are £1.5 million Better off Malky Mackay Would probably rather Have three points At Rugby Park St Johnston Can move further away From the bottom Of the league table After their goalless draw At Celtic Park When they take on The St Johnston At Dundee At St Johnston And Feeling like a million dollars Would be Stephen Robinson If St Mirren Could beat Mm. Libby and go top of the league table And then we can all get to the derby That neither Michael Beale nor Brendan Rodgers dare lose You're right, that was worth waiting for Mark Wilson, what a weekend we've got Yeah, there's only one derby in town this weekend It's a Tayside derby <laughs> St Johnson v Dundee And by the way, two of them coming off the back of a good result last week Nil nil, St Johnson, Celtic Park, Dundee beating hearts He's trying Ah well, well I'm just going for a different angle for I you was, I was looking down my fish and I was going Where's Ah the derby? there, you don't know your stuff like me up Tayside And for Kilmarnock, Ross County Two of them disappointing results last week Ross County beating against Rangers Kilmarnock up against Motherwell And then lost the game And Livy v St Mirren Well St Mirren Could say they were happy last week With a draw Against Aberdeen But Livy What a result against Hibs 3-2 Can they build on that this afternoon And Maybe the game of the day In the Championship Dundee United mm-hmm. Against Airdrie There's got to be goals in that one If the football is as good as the weather outside I think we're in for a cracking afternoon uh, Plenty of goals I agree with Mark I think there's some good fixtures there But there's also a lot of good fixtures In that Championship And down the leagues Indeed there is Strap yourselves in It's going to be a busy Saturday Probably An even busier Sunday In this part of the world Uh, But this is your starter Ahead of that one tomorrow And of course Hugh When you think about The week that we've just had One of the busiest weeks Of all time Really when you think about European qualifiers And Scotland squads And deadline days And European draws And all the rest of it It's been quite a time We have to be honest With ourselves The performance of our teams In Europe Was hopeless Pathetic. Uh, it's not about the image of Scottish football. You simply have to tell the truth. If you don't defend at one end of the park and you don't take your chances at the other end of the park, that's you. You're done for. Uh, and now we know that uh, Celtic will kick off their Champions League campaign away to Feyenoord. Toughest possible start for them. Uh, and Rangers will be at home to Real Betis in the, the 
Europa League Which is again a good indication Of how that group will go for them So Aberdeen, Hearts and Hibs All lick their wounds And there'll be special scrutiny On the Aberdeen-Hibs game tomorrow And also when Motherwell go to Tynecastle Because Hearts right now are a poor lot yeah, a pretty sober week for us uh, in terms of the European action. We always like to big ourselves up and we give everybody a pat in the back when they get into these European competitions and when they show up, some of them quite good in the first leg, um, like Aberdeen did, and then they come back and put on such a dis- disappointing display then, um, you know, we're right to call it out for what it is. Great getting there. Great getting the prestige, but we need to find a way to make the next step in qualifying for tournaments that these teams are in, never mind dropping down a level as a consolation prize. So Rangers and Aberdeen and obviously Hibs and Hearts, we must do better when we get to the also, big stage. Also, I, I like your point that we have to be perfectly honest about ourselves. We don't have the technique. We simply don't. We can't match these foreign teams. And that clearly includes Rangers who lost seven goals. What alarmed, me, what alarmed me, who was watching all those games, I didn't look at one team and think, bit unlucky, could have went for them. Oh, Aberdeen th- would fall into nah, that, surely. I, th- I thought... I thought the, they, were, they were close, I, I performance-wise. I thought the, the, that game, you know, with the, the threat that they had, I just thought the opposition looked... That they could rise above that again Go another gear I really did Gordon I never thought mm. For one minute Aberdeen Were going to get through there I know Barry Hibs, Robson Hibs, and Rangers Outplayed yeah. uh, That's the worrying Alarming things for me Anyway Barry. I thought we In an alternative universe We maybe arrive here today Going oh what a transfer Deadline day that was We were all up to midnight We're shattered this morning It was blockbuster stuff I think it sort of creaked gently closed Rather well, than slammed shut Paolo yeah. Bernardo was the uh, The last of it all uh, You know I, by the same token, Celtic and Rangers have spent, by Scottish standards, mm. a fortune. Celtic up to £18 million, pounds, I think, in terms of their transfer business. Rangers have spent a lot of money by their standards as well. Uh, Paolo Bernardo, the, the question for me now, Louis Palma, Paolo Bernardo, would Brendan Rodgers be tempted to throw one or both? Into the game at Ibrox tomorrow That is a good question And I'm sure we will debate the answers Long into this afternoon Because not only do we have good fixtures To look forward to today Lots of news stories to look back on From the week that's just been As Hugh quite rightly alluded to uh, There are a few questions to be answered Ahead of tomorrow's match at Ibrox as well So you can stay in touch all afternoon At Clyde SSB on Twitter I'll give you the nod when the open line is here and let's get stuck right in. Let's do some team news around the grounds then. Kilmarnock against Ross County. Gabriel is there for us. Yes, I am, Gordon. It's a beautiful, sunny day down here in Ayrshire. It's a great time to be a Kilmarnock fan at the moment. Supporters just starting to stream into the stadium now. And the club have just broken a 30-year season ticket sales record. That's how impressive their start to the season has been. Of course, beating both of the old firm clubs and drawing away at Hearts as well. However, their loss at Motherwell last weekend means they only have four points to show for their start to the campaign. Manager Derek McInnes is desperate to pick up another three here today to propel them up that league table. He makes only one change to last weekend's side. Tom Davies comes in for his full debut. Club captain Kyle Vassell is out of the squad altogether. And it looks like it's going to be a 4-5-1 
formation for Killy today, but we know they are quite fluid with that back three or four. Uh, it's Will Dennis in goal. Lewis Mayo, Robbie D, Stuart Finlay and Tom Davies make up the defence. Daniel Armstrong will be on one wing with Matty Kennedy on the other. David Watson, Brad Lyons and Kyle McGuinness in the middle. Marley Watkins leads the line. Now, uh, Dallas joined the club late last night. He was actually the final audition for any Premiership club of the transfer window. He is among the substitutes, as are O'Hara, Wright, Sanders, McKenzie, Polworth, Murray, Warnock and Cameron. Now, Ross County arrive here two places below Killy in the table. They've only won one of their opening three matches with three points to show for it. However, two of those games were against Celtic and Rangers. Malcolm Mackay makes three changes to his team from seven days ago. Turner, Reid and Nightingale come in for Sims, Harmon and Loturi. So the team is as follows. Ross Laidlaw in goal. The defence is James Brown, Jack Baldwin, Ryan Leake, Josh Reid and Will Nightingale. Kyle Turner, Connor Randall and Jan Dander in midfield. Simon Murray and Jordan White are up top. Deadline day signing Scott High also makes the bench. He's joined by Monroe, Purrington, Sims, Latoury, Harmon, Henderson, Brophy and Smith. Now the referee will be Kevin Clancy. Greg Aitken is the VAR. Now Ross County haven't won here in six years, Gordon. Can they change that today? That's the big question. We'll find out shortly. Kickoff is under an hour away. Yeah, looking forward to that one. Uh, Mark, you think Gabriel hits the nail on the head. Of course, Kilmarnock's start to the season has been great and they've played tough opposition. But very quickly, the games catch up on you and you, you think, well, you know, four, if it was to be four points after today, it, it then kind of stops becoming a particularly impressive start to the season. Oh, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, uh, no doubt about it. I mean, last week, going away to Motherwell, it's always a tough fixture, that. And Motherwell, when they come back and nick it in the last minute, that result takes on a different kind of significance. But today, when you're at home against Ross County, if Derek McInnes has any aspirations of finishing the top six, uh, well, what the signings he's made, it looks that as his aim, and maybe even push that further, then he has to win home games, and particularly against those who will finish below him. I believe Ross County will finish below Kilmarnock this season, but. These are the games you must win and Derek will be reeling that to his team because it's no point, you know, beating Celtic in the cup, beating Rangers at home in the league if you're going to then start falling away against Motherwell and Ross County. So they have to get it right this afternoon. Home form is so good, of course, mm -hmm. Gordon, last season. Well, I've started off three games. I've got a full house. I've won one, I've drew one, I've lost one. Um, I think Mark's right. If you're going to be challengers and everybody's got one eye in Kilmarnock, especially the way they've started beating Celtic and Rangers, then you've got to go and win these games, especially against Ross County. You don't want to be waking up at five o'clock tonight and realise Ross County have leapfrogged you and all of a sudden everybody talking about this terrific start that Kilmarnock's made. No longer there. OK, Thanks. we've given you, sorry Hugh, we've given teams against Kelly Ross County. I was going to move on quickly to Livy St Mirren where David Friel is watching. Yeah, Gordon, the good news for some, and yes, the great news, Stephen Robinson, manager of the month award for August, I think it was a deserved award, but the bad news is there's plenty of doom mongers out there, there's plenty of ones that look at the negatives in life and believe that award comes with a curse and that Livy will win today off the back of it. We will see, but as you said, the illicit man can go top with a win, so there's so much at stake for Stephen Robinson and his players are unbeaten in the three league games so far they were seconds away from making it three wins in a row before Aberdeen equalised with the last kick of the ball last week that was a huge blow but it's still been a fine start for St Mirren through in the League Cup as well they've got a really settled side now Makahara's out but they've not really missed him you can understand why Hibs have been credited with an interest in Stephen Robinson he's a top manager he's doing wonders in Paisley and if he keeps this up it's going to be hard for St Mirren to keep hold of him quite into the window for St Mirren but I don't really think Stephen Robinson felt he had to add anything they're stuck with the same team um, 
that drew with Aberdeen last week. Zach Hamey in goals, Marcus Fager, Alec Gogic and Richard Taylor at the back. Ryan Strain, Keanu Bacchus, Caelan Boyd, Munson, Scott Tanzer in the middle with Conor McMenamin and Greg Kilty in behind. Toyosu Olasanya. Subs for St Mern are Kelly, Small, Jameson Bolton, Lennon, Grieve, Dunn, Flynn and Namani. As for Levy, they come into this game with a lot of confidence as well. Obviously beat Hibs 3-2 last week. That done for Lee Johnson. That spelled the end of his era. David Martindale's obviously going to be looking to building that this week. It was a quiet end to the window for them as well. Experienced Englishman Danny Lloyd came in, but that was it. The positive though for Levy is they managed to keep a hold of Joel Nubley. I think David did his best to try and sell him. He mentioned him in every press conference. He obviously would have welcomed the cash, but Levy are certainly a stronger side with the forwards saying. They have also kept the same team from last week. Jamal George in goals. Louis De Lucas, Ayo Obalai, Mikey Devlin at the back with Jamie Brandon, Jason Holt, Andrew Shinney and James Penrice in the middle. Scott Pittman and Joe Nibley in behind Curtis Guthrie. Subs for Olivia Hamilton, Parks, Laval, Kelly, Singari, Lloyd, Bradley, Mackay and Anderson. The referee is Nick Walsh and the VER is Andrew Dallas. How likely is it that Hibs do ask the question to Stephen Robinson David Friel, how likely would it be if it even got to that stage that he would say yes? How do you view those links? Yeah, I th- it's credible links, of course. I mean, I think Hibs would be daft not to at least ask the question. For me, Hibs probably were too quick to get rid of Jack Ross. Gordon. They then went down the young manager out in Sean Maloney, that didn't work. They then go down south to Championship League One, Lee Johnson, that didn't work. So for me, go for a tried and tested manager in the Premiership, whether that's Stephen Robinson, whether that's Derek McInnes, someone of that ilk, I think, is who Hibs should be going. Malcolm Mackay is another one who'll get a mention. Obviously, Neil Lennon, former manager, you know, Hibs still have, you know, a lot of fond memories of his time it didn't end well but he's got a lot of friends at the club I don't think a lot of fans would be unhappy to see Neil Lennon back so I'm sure he's a contender as well and just on Neil Lennon I meant to say one of the St Man's substitutes today is Lennon and it is Gallica Lennon Neil Lennon's son that makes you feel old Hugh Keevans well nothing makes me feel old uh, because I am <laughs> that's when I used to I used to watch him in the gym remember when I was doing my yeah. rehab so you, oh, you got reduced so you went from first team player to sub to babysitter mm. to nursery teacher <laughs> aye you know but David, David Friel went through a list of names there potential candidates for the Hibs mm. job David Martindale David Martindale was mm. a, a medical worker now it may be that the only place he fits is Livingston and maybe that's a, a, an impression that he gives off to other people. But David Martindale, based on what he's done at Livingston, mm. deserves to be in the frame for that. Fine job. then, w- winner gets the Hibs job. Well, a ninety-minute shootout. Let's do it. I think like Stephen. Yeah. I think Stephen Robinson will remain. Having told you that Lee Johnson wouldn't be the Hibs you manager, you did this, this time weekend, last week. You called it. I think Stephen Robinson will remain the St Mirren manager, and I think the Hibs will go elsewhere for their man. Well, there we are. One other game in the top flight. It's the big derby that Mark Wilson was talking yeah. about. St Johnston Dundee. Fraser Wishart is there. It is the big derby. I think Mark might have had his tongue in cheek when he was talking about it, but it's a big game in this area of the country and Dundee fans will be here in numbers and it's unusual for a club of Dundee's size if you look at St Mirren and Motherwell or whatever else St Johnson don't usually open their way end but there'll be a big Dundee crowd here and they don't like each other the supporters apparently I don't know why but as you said earlier Gordon the transfer window's closed I think that's much to the relief of the people behind the scenes that both these clubs who do all the paperwork because between them they've signed 27 players an amazing turnover of players over this summer St Johnson with 11 new signings in Dundee Although they got newly promoted and they were very successful last year, I've got to have a whole team and brought in 16. And you can only imagine there might be a few more free agents to come. So Steve McLean, Tony Docherty, can he complain 
about the backing they've been given by their boards and it's now up to them as coaches to mould all these new players into a successful team and Tony Dockery at Dundee has made a decent start to that a good start to the season and they come here on the back of an excellent win against Hearts last year, last week four points, three games I think Tony Dockery will be happy with his team's form Luke McCown's been their star man so far assist for the equaliser on the first day of the season against Motherland in that brilliant goal last week against Hearts the winner and so St Johnson will have to stop him and his creative talent and his goal threat obviously and St Johnson as we've spoken about awful start to the season in the League Cup and then lost the first two league games quite heavily but Steve McLean put eight of his new signings in the team last week and it paid off they got a point at Celtic Park but we still have to say they've not scored a goal a league goal in those three games so it's a different type of game they could sit back last week and just soak up the pressure today they'll be expecting and certainly need to make something happen at the other end of the park and for Johnson that's always been their problem is scoring goals where will it come from Steve McLean added Sven Spangler a midfield player and Dialing Jayasemi to the squad who's a winger but neither of them are in the squad today so it's up to Stevie May who returns and subs Luke Jeffcott and Chris Kane to get the goals pitch looking magnificent sunshine and hopefully an exciting game although I don't expect a lot of goals today it's always tight between these two and there might just be one goal in it for either side will settle the game for St Johnson they made two changes from the team that got a point at Celtic Park Brown and May come in Olafunwa and Jeffcott drop to the bench 4-3-3 formation Dimitar Mitrov is in goals back four of James Brown Sam McClellan Andy Constantine and Luke Robinson across the middle Matt Phillips sorry Matt Smith Dan Phillips and Graham Carey with Dara Costello Stevie May and Jay Turner Cook as the forwards the substitutes Forson Johnson Dave Richards Tony Gallagher Liam Gordon Cammy McPherson Chris Kane Max Curachevi Luke Jeffcott Oladari Olufunwa and Cami Ballantyne. One change from Dundee from the team at B Hearts. Ricky Lamy comes in for his debut and Cami uh, Kerr drops to the bench and that signals a change of formation to a 3-4-1-2. Trevor Carson in goals, a back three of Jordan McGee, Joe Shocknessy and Ricky Lamy. Across the middle, Luke McCowan, Finlay Robertson, Malachi Boateng and Owen Beck with Scott Tiffany off the front two of Zach Robinson and Amadou Baka Yoko. Dundee subs, Adam Ledgkins, Cammy Kerr, Lyle Cameron, Lee Ashcroft, Josh Mulligan, Charlie Riley, Zach Rudden, new signing Ryan Howley on loan from Coventry and Mohamed Silla. And the referee today at McDermott Park is Willie Collum and the VERs also a very experienced man in John Beaton. No controversy there, I'm sure. Dundee United against Airdrie is our featured championship game under the watchful eye of Dave Galloway. Yeah, Gordon. Uh, Dundee United appear to be uh, finding their feet after a losing start to the season that included that nightmare League Cup loss to Spartans that caused uh, uproar among their support. They've enjoyed four wins and a draw in their last five games. That draw coming in the previous home game when a 95th minute goal made 1-1 against Dunfermline, watched by a healthy 9,000 strong crowd. And another decent attendance is expected here again this afternoon for the visit of an Airdrie side geared up for entertaining attacking football. Remarkably, the Diamonds have scored in their last 37 matches, so hopefully everything is lined up for a cracking Tannadice tussle. Dundee United make just the one change. It's Kieran Freeman in for Ross Doherty. Jack Walton is in goals across the back. Kieran Freeman, Declan Gallagher, Kevin Holt and Scott McMahon. The sitters Declan Glass and Liam Grimshaw. And it's Glenn Middleton, Tony Watts and Matthew Cujo with Louis Moult leading the line. The substitutes, and it's really nice to see that seven of the United substitutes are from the club's uh, academy. They are academy graduates, so it's uh, Newman, Denham, Graham, Meekison, Fotheringham, Duffy, McLeod, Mwangi and Constable. 
as for Airdrie, well, they bring in Mason Hancock and uh, 18-year-old Liam McStavrick, a new arrival from Linfield, uh, the Belfast-born right winger. He confidently describes himself as magic. Big words. Let's see if he can deliver on the pitch. Uh, Outdrop Craig Watson and Adam Frizzell. So it's Josh Ray in goals. Across the back, uh, Cammy Ballantyne, Callum Fordyce, Craig Watson and Aaron Taylor Sinclair. Midfield, Liam McStavrick, Murray Aiken and Dean McMaster. Up top, it's the three of uh, Gabriel McGill, Callum Gallagher and Lewis McGregor. The subs for Airdrie today, Hutton, McCabe, O'Connor, Todorov, Watson, Dunlop, uh, Gallagher, that's Gavin Gallagher, Cassidy and Spalding. And your match referee at gloriously sunny Tannadice is Chris Graham. That's you up to speed with your team news then in the three o'clock featured matches on Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We'll go over the week's biggest talking points next. Action as it happens. From five on the open line. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Setting up for a nice Saturday afternoon card in the Premiership. Just the three games, a featured match for us at Tanadice as well, and big games beyond down the divisions. Scottish Cup Day as well, of course, isn't it? So some interesting ties to look forward to. Don't think I've forgotten that there are some big fixtures tomorrow that I've heard about that we will preview in depth as the show goes on. But at this stage on a Saturday, we always tend to talk about the week's biggest talking points. Uh, to be honest, wouldn't even really know where to start because there are so many. What about rate the transfer window for some of our bigger sides, David Friel? Rate the transfer window. What a question that is, Gordon. Um, I, I know a lot of the talk in the last sort of 72 hours has been about Celtic's transfer window. I find that a bit puzzling. There's a lot of money being spent, a lot of players bought, but. I will parrot what every club and every manager says at the start of the window they want to come out the window's stronger than they were at the start and I'm not sure Celtic necessarily are Brendan Rodgers said about 10 days ago maybe 8 days ago that Celtic were actually weaker than last season he's since added Lewis Palma Nat Phillips as emergency centre half and Paolo Bernardo time will tell Gordon where they are upgrades and where these guys will be the match winners the quality they asked for but I know the market Celtic are in, I understand the, the model and Celtic need to develop young players. They can't afford the wages of the £15 million players as Brendan Rodgers was talking about yesterday. I just felt there might be a bit more of a balance. You know, I don't think they had to sign so many players that are classed as projects. I just thought Celtic maybe find some more experience and quality somewhere. I'm sorry, ready-made players that can go into the team. Um, a lot of them... I see just now in the first couple of months of the season will just be squad players and that did surprise me also just to finish on Celtic I also thought certain other positions would be upgraded um, potentially goalkeeper potentially a kind of more competition for Kyogo and that didn't happen either so I was a bit surprised by that I wonder if that if that actually is is the key because you, you, you could distort this David factually and say well Carl Starfelt left and was replaced, and Celtic ended up signing three centre backs. So you know they're not they're not missed out there. Um, Aaron Moy retired, but Holm and Bernardo were signed. Jota, I think, obviously was the high profile one. I think is it two three wingers have been signed. If you add up Yang, Palman, the lesser spotted at the moment, uh, Tilio. So actually, it's not like Celtic in a numbers game are down in any way. But if you add into that that some fans wanted a new goalkeeper and they wanted a new left back. And maybe wanted a new striker. Is is that where the frustration maybe kicks in? 
Yeah, I think so. That, that's my, my point. If, if you include Tomoki Awata, whose loan was made permanent, Celtic have signed 10 players, four are centre midfielders, three are wingers, and three are centre halves. So that's my point. They've also targeted specific areas, but I think a lot of people watching Celtic would think that maybe other areas, not that there's a million things wrong with them, but just maybe needed upgraded. Gordon, I remember sitting with Van Post with a cord glue maybe May time, just before he went to Spurs and he was asked about the transfer window coming up and you know there was still this pretense that he wasn't going to go to Spurs and he said Celtic can't stand still, you need to move on, you need to look at players to take you up a level. I'm just not sure so far that they have looked, time will tell, Paolo Bernardo might be the next Jota, Luis Palma might be an absolute superstar, we don't know, I think people watching it from journalists to fans to everybody just expected with Brendan Rodgers coming back, Celtic to maybe sign players of just a little bit more experience and guaranteed quality. I think there's a lot of unknowns within the Celtic signing policy. And, you know, if it doesn't go well over the next few months, then I think this transfer window will be scrutinised even more than it is right now. It's a funny thing with Celtic. You know, they always go on about the model. The model being to buy small, sell big. Uh, they've turned down £10 million for Matt O'Reilly. And they've also turned down uh, a reported bid of seven million pounds for Lil Abada, so they could have made seventeen million, but didn't take the opportunity. Uh, with regard to those who have come in, um, there are a lot of apprentices in there when Celtic need time served journeymen. Uh, and do you think they do though? This is the difficulty, isn't it? Because David said something there about guaranteed quality, and I was keen to let you come in. I was going to say to David though, what is guaranteed quality at a, Scot- a Scottish Premiership club? Well, Celtic now have the dual responsibility of trying to retain the Premiership title and a Champions League group, which I think is very demanding. I think Lazio, Atletico Madrid, and Feyenoord adds up to a real ordeal for Celtic and we'll, we'll know right away uh, when Celtic go to the Netherlands to play Feyenoord in the first match I, I, I look at David's quite right they, there may be superstars in there eventually but in the here and now the window is closed there is no backup goalkeeper to Joe Hart there is no backup for Kyogo uh, uh, my opinion one man's personal opinion I don't think oh is good enough to play for Celtic. And Celtic have let that chance go by and the window is closed and they have the, the league and the Champions League to come with the apprentices and not the time served. I think I, I, everybody makes a judgment. Hughes made it very quickly on O. I think that he is good enough to play with Celtic gone. I think he needs a bit of time. Uh, I think he needs a run of games. Obviously, a wee bit of injury is not helping. Um, look, we we can't tell if the, these guys are going to be superstars at Celtic, right? Celtic believe that these are the players. They're young. They've got bags of energy. Though Brendan Rodgers will be working with them in the training ground to make them better to fit into the team. So we don't know how they're going to respond. Where I will agree with the guys is the one position that I thought they would have went and strengthened as well. As much as I still like O, was the centre forward situation. Yeah, I have to agree with that. I, I mean, I'm a bit in between. Well, I, I think Daz is right. He needs probably a wee bit of time. And again, I argue that we sometimes give players too much time. But I don't see O pushing Kyogo the way Jacques Marcus pushed Kyogo. 
there was a certain time where there was an argument that Jacques would start ahead of Kyogo for some big games because what he was bringing to the team every time he stepped on the pitch, whether it be a substitute or a starting appearance, he would score. I don't get that from O, which then leads me to th- think the same as Daz, that Celtic needed a centre-forward, someone who was going to push Kyogo and put a question mark in Brendan Rodgers' head about who was going to play in some of these big games. And they've not done that. I think it's a one glaring position. It's here. I get the goalkeeper argument. Okay, my argument was that Ange Postacoglu didn't opt for another goalkeeper and Brendan Rodgers didn't. I just wonder how much works went into that if they were close to getting one or they just it doesn't part seem it. seem like it. Yeah, but, I, I mean. it doesn't. But the centre forward one, I think that is a glaring position that needed filled or, or needed backup, certainly to Kyogo. And. I was surprised as anyone that his move also, wasn't moved. Before we leave Kyogo behind, the 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 job that Kyogo is now being mm. asked to do, for me, yeah. diminishes his threat. Yeah, let, let's deal with that in the, the game-specific stuff when, when we talk about it later on. In terms of transfers, I think what's... like I know not everything has to be a comparison, Fraser, but on this weekend of all weekends, let, let's do it. When you look at Rangers' situation in the window and Celtic's situation... Celtic had a very good season last season and Rangers did not. So from that perspective, you would think Celtic need needed less. They needed fewer players in than Rangers. Rangers then lost a lot of recognised players from last season, probably more than Celtic. And yet Celtic actually ended up signing, I think, was it one more um, or the same amount as, as Rangers in the window. So it, it's just been a strange window in that regard, hasn't it? Yeah, you're absolutely spot on. I was actually going to say that. You know, if you look at the end of last season and you're, you're sitting there, the last game of the season, you say, right, who's going to sign more players during this window? You say, absolutely, Rangers. You know, they, they're losing players. McGregor retiring, Kent and Morelos off. There's players who, who were leaving the club, who the club were releasing. You know, you, I thought they would have brought in more players than Celtic, but for some reason, Celtic seemed to, to have added more players. And I think it's interesting what uh, David Field was saying about certain positions because Rangers are pretty much the, the, the same. You know, they've they brought in players all of whom are qu- pretty similar in attacking areas. And, and again, I would have thought maybe bringing another left-back, another centre-back, there was talk about the new new Ryan Kent, there's little in the, in the way of wide players. So f- from that sense, Celtic seem to have too many wide players. And I think Bayeda will probably move into more a kind of central role to, to challenge Kyogo. Now they've got all these other wingers as well, because I'm going to play that money for Palma and not, and not play him as, as well. So I think there's going to be changes in, in that sense. But... You look at Rangers squad, they've not got anybody. Anybody can play really comfortably in a, in a wide position. You know, there's Matondo, who's come in and began to show a wee bit with his, with his pace, but sometimes just lets himself down the last third. Sifuentes played a bit wider during the week against final. That's not his position. So the three strikers they brought in, Dessers and uh, uh, Danilo and uh, Lammers, all very similar as well, but all down the middle. So it's almost like you could take a couple of wingers out of Celtic's team and put a couple of midfield players into, into the, the Celtic team. And all of a sudden, there would be a better balance there. And it's been really interesting to see how, how it's gone about. But again, you know, you're, you're talking about, you know, Jota is sold for 25 million and Celtic fans think, yeah, let's go and get the big players. You can't just do that. You know, you're going to have to pay a lot more money in terms of transfer fees, but also the salaries that they can offer. They're not going to get the players. I mean, Cole Palmer goes from Man City to, to Chelsea for 45 million. The lad has played about a dozen games. It's a different world. So in this market where they're both looking, it's not always going to be successful bringing in somebody for two or three million, but they're going to ho- have to hope amongst those nine or ten there are three or four gems that are going to improve your team. Yeah, and that leads us on nicely to to Rangers' part in the transfer window again. Lots of bodies brought in, as you mentioned, Fraser Michael Beale. You know he's very open, isn't he? So he, he almost 
Creates the situation for himself Where he said earlier in the window uh, That he wanted a Ryan Kent type You know, a dribbler I think there was no secret of wanting another Defender as well And then those didn't happen So he has to then almost explain yesterday That you know, we tried And we got down the road with this one And that didn't happen Overall, how would you rate Rangers window then? I think at the moment it looks like an average window, but I think it's, it's how do the lads up front settle in, how does he pick his best team, and it'll be interesting to see both teams tomorrow, but I think particular Rangers, I think Lammers has looked a decent player, but he looks as if he's somebody who wants to play through the middle or just off the main striker, but he's been coming in off the right, Danilo I'm not sure where he's going to fit into Rangers team, Dessers is certainly a striker, can't really play in any other position, so they've almost got three central strikers who have been their big signings of the summer. So how do you fit them in? And if you look at the Rangers team during the week against Feyenoord, there's only three of his new signings started. Butland, too, I think, has been terrific, and I don't think he's a downgrade on Alan, Alan McGregor. Dessers, yeah, he's done OK. So Fuentes looks as if he's got something. But they're going to have to hit the ground running quickly because Rangers can't afford to lose tomorrow. And then all of a sudden they're further behind uh, Celtic, and then the pressure starts to build on the manager and on, on the players as well. So it's not, I know it's not easy for these managers, and uh, he's been pretty honest. He wanted the new Ryan Kent. Ryan Kent cost six or seven million. Six or seven million quid and hefty wages, and Rangers don't have that kind of money, and they spent a lot of money compared to the way they've been the last couple of years over this summer. So again, neither manager, as I said earlier about the two managers here at Perth, I don't think any manager, in fact, in the in the Premiership can say he's not been backed by his board. It's an extraordinary amount of signings across the board. But Celtic, Celtic and Rangers, Rogers and and, uh, and Beale, they can both say that we have been backed, and it's now down to them to make the best of their, their very good squads. We don't know what Brendan Rogers is thinking, though, Fraser, because does there remain a possibility? And I get what you're saying. Look, numbers of signings, yes, and outlay financially, yes, but. If Brendan Rodgers does come out of this window saying, well, I wanted a left-back and I wanted a goalie, and I don't know if he, he does think that, but if he does, then there would be an argument to say that he's not been backed. It depends on who, who's bringing the players in, whether a lot of these players were they identified under the Ange Postecoglou era, and, and uh, does he need another left-back? I'm not convinced. Does he need another goalie? Maybe. But certainly, in terms of him getting players in towards the end of the window, from Lagabielka to... Of course, he's got to bring in an extra set of half in Nat Phillips, who I think will be fine. Lewis Palmer has been identified as well, and, and we don't know whether he'll be the type of player that will set the, the header in fire. But uh, as I said earlier, you know, when you're operating in this market, it's, it's difficult. You look at the Japanese players that Celtic have brought in, you know, 50% of them have been successful, 50% not, he would argue, you know. And so, therefore, you're, you're taking your gamble in that market area where you're bringing in players. Can they. For a £2 million player, can they play better than that? Are they going to improve? Are they going to make the team better? And that's, that's a difficult area both the old firm teams find themselves in in a time when they probably want to bring their wage bill down a bit. Quickly, Gordon, you can get the final say. Rangers window, we discussed Celtics. How would you rate it? Um, average, just now. Uh, but still just copied Fraser Wishart. Was that what he said? Yeah, Sorry, yeah, I wasn't listening. Same answer. Um, I, I think <laughs> that um, the brought in players that still have a bit to uh, prove and show that could be tomorrow because you know what like it is. If you, for instance, if you're a Dessers, Lammers, a, a Danilo, if you get a winner against Celtic tomorrow, you're an instant hero. So there's still plenty of time. But um, I think it's... Uh, I, I like the goalkeeper, Gordon. I've got to say, I think he's, his best signing in the window is certainly going to be the goalkeeper. I think he's been excellent. Big gloves to fill in, uh, after McGregor, obviously. Um, but... There's still one or two in the forward positions A lot to do for that, that was great from you Because you took the big shoes to fill analogy And you gloves. adapted it Because he's a gloves. goalkeeper yeah. I see on it He's a man on top of his game we, we can argue all day long About who had the best window 
And what the window looks like For Celtic and Rangers But there's one thing I do know Again One man's personal opinion These Two transfer windows Will need to work For Michael Beale And Brendan Rodgers Because the one who finishes Second In the league Will not be The manager The season after He's, he's listen The Lee Johnson prediction Has Burned him on for the rest of the season There is no holding this man back Now we'll park that for the moment There'll be plenty more previews ahead of tomorrow I'm sure as the afternoon progresses But we will go back around the grounds Ahead of 3 o'clock kickoffs next The team with the biggest support In Glasgow and the West This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson, Gordon DL and Hugh Keevans are in the studio The top team are out and about A lovely day for it I know you don't tune in to Clyde One Super Scoreboard for a weather update But there we are It is a good day for some football A very quiet card in the Premiership These Thursday night qualifiers It does mean you've got a blockbuster Sunday to look forward to With Aberdeen Hibbs, Hearts Motherwell And that other wee game uh, along the road in Glasgow Three big games in the Premiership today though Livy St Mirren, St Johnson Dundee And Killy Ross County Gabriel is at Rugby Park we, we put this slant on The St Mirren game Gabriel But I wonder If Kilmarnock fans Are a touch nervous That, that Derek McInnes Might be one that, that Hibbs would ask A question to Yeah 100% Gordon I was, I was actually down uh, At Villa Park On Thursday Speaking to lots of Hibbs fans Supporters Asking them Who they want to be The next man And a lot of them Were saying We want someone Who knows Scottish football You've seen a lot of The recent managers Lee Johnson uh, Even Sean Maloney Paul Heckingbottom Didn't really know The league too well Hadn't been around Whereas They were talking about Stephen Robinson Derek McInnes And that's where Neil Lennon came into it As well As men that know The league And will know What it means To go away To Ibrox To Tynecastle To Celtic Park And Petodre And try and win the matches that's what they were saying so Derek McInnes 100% you would think would be considered by the hierarchy at Hibs but if you were a, if you were a Kilmarnock fan you'd be looking at them looking at uh, the squad that McInnes has started to build here and the start of the season and think why would he leave as I said earlier a record a 30 year record ticket sales has been broken uh, for the season tickets the squad is looking a lot stronger McInnes himself saying that this is finally the group that he wants and brilliant results against both of the old firm clubs a draw away at hearts and a win today turns that impressive start into a brilliant one so Killy fans they're in fine voice here today and I think that they'll be confident that even if Hibs do come calling McInnes would rather stay put we get caught up in the drama or lack of uh, on deadline day Gordon and I wonder you know you forget sometimes that teams do their business early and you look at Kilmarnock Gabriel's right that, that's now that's Derek McInnes's team and it is so deliberately built with guys that have played in this league before or from this part of the world even yes he started a journey he took over uh, when they were in the championship Gordon they got him up into Premier League survived last year he's, he's aware record wasn't particularly good uh, but he's really built a strong squad Got off to a terrific start You can't get any better than You know, beating Rangers and Celtic in your own patch uh, This is a big game Because they've got to continue that They lost that momentum last week at Fur Park um, Would Derek McInnes consider Hibs? I think he would take his time I think he'd look at every angle of it Hibs are a massive club You're talking The last time they played St Mirren I don't know if you know that 17,500 <laughs> Was at the game so And you the, were one of them I was one of them uh, The potential's there But I think looking at what he's building at Kilmarnock mm. I think he's very happy just I, now I would answer Gabriel's question Why would he leave? Because 
Hibs are a bigger club than Kilmarnock. Rangers were a bigger club than Aberdeen and he turned them down. Let's hear from him. Been a, a decent start, a strong start. If we can be a top six team before we get into the split and be in the quarterfinals of the cup, we're looking forward to that one when it comes round. Then we've got to be pleased with that. So we've got what to do, try and do that. The players are annoyed themselves, really, that we allowed at least point to go with our grass in the last second of the game. Livy St Mirren's a good one. David Field, they always worry about the dry artificial pitch, but I wonder if David Martindale's. Tears of shock at not moving on Joel Nubley for big money will be enough to give you a nice slick playing surface. It wasn't for the want of trying. I think David would laugh at himself. I mean, as I said earlier on, gone. He seemed to mention it every time. But look, it'll be happy still to have him in some way because he's such an important player for Livingston. He's so unorthodox. You know, he gets them going. He gets them up the pitch. He holds the ball up. He can create some magic. So, as I say, you know, I do think Levy are a far better team with him in there. But David could have done with it. I think he was looking for a six-figure fee at the very least for him. But he stayed so far. I mean, obviously, I know there's, there's some countries out there in the world where the windows are still open. But it looks like John Nubley will stay. It wasn't much to say between two clubs in terms of transfer, late transfer window. Most of them, most of the players were signed by both clubs earlier in the window. So. Two settled teams really today, looking at it, strong benches as well, and just in touching the pitch, I've never seen it drier, it's such a nice day here today, lovely and sunny, and David Martindale has kept the hoses away, so St Myrna are going to have to try and cope with the driest pitch in Levy history, I think. And this will be a good test of St Mirren then as well, won't it, you start, you know, when we're early in the season, there's so, such a small sample size that you can almost change your opinion on a team week to week, but if St Mirren can add to their impressive start by going to Livy and dealing with that quite comfortably, you know, that would be a real positive way to get into the, the international break. And then, of course, David Martindale, I think you referenced saying that he thinks they've already surprised people with their points tally so far. Yeah, it's, it's, Livy have been in good form, and this is always going to be a hard away game, not just the surface, Livy are a good side. But you're right, I think St Mirren. I mean, even speaking to some of the players after the last win uh, over Motherwell in the Cup, they were talking about how they want to make St Myrne a fortress, the home stadium. It is. This is, I mean, it's very, very hard for teams to go and get there, get anything from there. So if St Myrne can then add really, really strong away form, they're going to finish top six minimum. So, yeah, it's a huge game. Stephen Robinson, as I said, manager of the month. Things couldn't really have gone any better since losing to Montrose in the first game in the League Cup section. You know, I think it's six wins and a draw since then. You know, they can go top of the league tonight. But this is a big one for him. I think he'll want to kick on, especially before the international break. Ryan Strain, player of the month as well. A lot of success at St Mirren for the way they've started this season. St Johnston, Fraser, you wonder what a point at Celtic Park does for you because the understatement of the year would be that home to Dundee is a completely different tactical battle. So do you try and just kind of replicate that for a bit and be hard to beat or is that reserved for trips to, to Glasgow? Well, I, I think that uh, this time last week, St Johnson fans were probably dreading going to Celtic Park, you know, in the back of the, the League Cup campaigns, in the back of a 2-0 loss here against Hearts, a 3-0, I think it was, up at Ross County as well. And that was a really important point. But I think today is an important game as well because it's a local derby. It's a home game against a team you'd expect to be around the mid to the bottom end of the table where St Johnson would be. And when you look at their next two fixtures, they play Rangers here next week, then they're away to Hibs. And by that time, Hibs would probably have a new manager. There's always, although they've had poor results, it's a difficult place to go and get a win for St Johnston as well. So if you don't get something here today, all of a sudden it could be in problems in a few weeks' time. But it's given a, it's given a bit of breathing space for Stephen McLean because I'm sure he was feeling the pressure. In fact, even the Hearts game, first game of the season, his post-match, he did say he was feeling a bit of pressure. He knew he had to, had to improve. So he's been given a few weeks 
since the, the last league games here and he's now got his own players in and it's up to him now to mould them into to a successful team he's brought in a couple of wingers Jay Turner Cook and Dara Costello young lads from down in England who knows whether they'll be good enough up here I'm sure they'll be very quick in these wide areas as well but can they produce the, the chances for Stevie May and, and, and that's the problem is who scores the goals I said earlier they're the only team that haven't scored a goal in three games so I think it's a very important game today for St Johnson Yeah but forget all that Stuff. What about the real important issue? Is he wearing that nice wee jumper again? He dressed up for his trip to Celtic Park, and it brought him good luck. Is he is he gone again? Oh, I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him out. I've seen Liam Craig and the coaches have been out with the players, but I'll have a wee mm. look. Fashion watch. If there's one man for that, Gordon Deal, you'll agree it is Fraser Wishart. <laughs> oh yeah, Fraser will be right on the ball. He knows his fashion. You yeah, <laughs> can see some of the gear that he wears. Uh, yeah, let's move quickly <laughs> into the championship. I didn't realise we were so close to kick off. Dave Galloway. You've got an interesting fixture in itself But you're also watching one of the Interesting managerial stories Of recent seasons develop Rhys McCabe, still only 31 No age at all, uh, really To be <laughs> managing and, and playing as well Of course, he got that injury recently, Dave But it's a great it's a great story bubbling away, Airdrie it, it, it certainly is And, you know, it, it's great to see uh, Rhys McCabe's football philosophy Coming to the fore He's playing an exciting brand of you know quick attacking football lots of goals as we've as we've touched upon be really interesting to see how this one unfolds United will need to blunt that attacking threat won't they of a, a visiting side that hasn't failed to score since the defeat uh, against Alloa that was 11 months ago United with four shutouts from five matches this could be a really tough test for them Airdrie keen to maintain the momentum that won them promotion to the championship Gordon it's been a, a decent start to the campaign for them but the big question can they deliver consistently at a higher level that is a big question indeed go on then you three dumplings what is the ACA looking like sometimes we do it once the games have kicked off and I don't like it because an early goal can go in and skew your thinking so Hugh you've got four featured games don't mess this up last week you stood there you told us Lee Johnson would go yeah. and he did this is your chance to follow up with another win Kilmarnock will beat Ross County St Mirren will win away at Livy St Johnston no goals in three games talk about making very little go a long way but that suggests there is a problem in that department I'm taking Dundee to win at Perth and I will go Dundee United to beat Airdrie Kilmarnock home win for me Livy St Mirren draw St Johnston Dundee draw and Dundee United will beat Airdrie Yeah Ross County Not won in the last Eight at Rugby Park So I'm taking Kilmarnock um, St Mirren I've got a great record Against Livingston I'm taking St Mirren St Johnston Dundee 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 not won In the last seven away um, So Has somebody I, been giving you Research on <laughs> yeah, these lost, <laughs> lost their last four I'll add That's that more in. stats Than I've heard so, you Spout in the last so five So I'm going years, to go A draw And I'm going to go Dundee United To beat Airdrie Team All season long Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are in the studio you can keep up with us at Clyde SSB if you want to get in touch with the show we'll try and give you a mention uh, and of course the open line will be here later on this afternoon uh, when I give you the nod I mean I've got a, a funny feeling call it a hunch that tomorrow's game will actually be what features on the open line more than whatever happens this afternoon but that can be the way of the world sometimes we are still looking forward to games today at Livy St Mirren St Johnston Dundee Kelly Ross County in the top flight our featured championship game is Dundee United Airdrie 
Uh, and there are lots of other good games to keep an eye on. I mean, what about Morton Partick Thistle for, yeah. for this part of the world? A Cracker. local one for us. But you're quite right. At five o'clock, it's your last chance to hit the Bragometer. Mm. Last night, that was there was one great call that summed it up, wasn't there? Do you remember? Yeah, the guy yeah. came up and it was so measured, and it was just, I think, was it was it on about transfers? And it was just, it was calm, it was analytical, it was intelligent, and then he just goes, We're going to murder them tomorrow! Slaughter them! Slaughter them! So the, <laughs> the, the, the bragometer is open uh, for my dad's bigger than your dad at five o'clock. Absolutely. I mean, it's even Scottish Cup. Day as well What is it Preliminary round two mm. I think uh, I mean, Alan Hudson Has sent me a tweet All aboard the supporters bus The Bankies Hugh Yeah To Fort William oh. The Scottish Cup malarkey Starts again Come on the papers He says Incredibly exactly. Hugh I, I was out Walking the dog this, uh, this morning Seeing Gordon Moffat Manager And all suited And booted Looking very smart And I said Who are you playing today He said <laughs> Fort William And I looked at my watch And I went Oh tickets at home then He said Nope ah, Away and I went, how are you getting there in that time? And of course he said, it's 7.30pm kickoff. The whole rigmarole of getting that fixture in place for them. Moved venue and stuff, yeah. didn't that? I have times. to be careful. Mrs. Stevens comes from Fort So she does. A divided yeah. household for you. Yeah, because the, 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 the season ticket holders at the Bankies were talking about it last night. Uh, but the matriarch, she who <laughs> must be obeyed, comes from Fort William. That must have been a nightmare when you were dating her. Getting home at night. No, he no. doesn't drive here. Oh, exactly. <laughs> I, was taken, I was taken up to Fort William so that they could see what a Glaswegian looked like. What a bad example to present you. Look at the moustache on him. They all have patches like that. How did you get up there? We went by train, and then in order to get to where her auntie lived, just outside Fort William, horse and cart. We we got a bus, and there was a sheep on the bus. No way. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Where was that? Where was the sheep going? Yeah. You, have to, you have to remember, I got married 52 years ago. Me and the lamb at Fort William, one <laughs> and a half, please. Uh, that must have still been unusual, Hugh, even well, 50 I, odd years ago, to have a sheep in the and bus. I kept, I kept jumping it all the time you know, because in their auntie's house, there were chickens in the kitchen. They would just come in. I can't, you're, I can't imagine you're great with animals. No, no. no. You, 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 know know some jumper. you know my rule no livestock. <laughs> livestock. I, I don't allow <laughs> livestock in the house. This is like, this is, you know, like these modern workplaces. Sometimes this is one of them. You come in and somebody's got their dog in. Yeah. And yeah. then everybody else all goes around and, oh, look how cute the dog is. Hugh always just refers to them as livestock <laughs> and then sits himself in the corner. Well, I actually like that about you. Yeah, well, we, we were, uh, don't Conform. It's a, a small farm, small holding, and you open the kitchen door, and chickens come in, and I, I them jumping all over the place. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you've got fresh food right in your doorstep. I actually thought about you this morning, Gordon DL, when I saw his Mark Wilson's Instagram. Because he prepared for the show by climbing a hill. You know, that's what he does. We've, we've discussed this a couple yeah, of times. Yeah, boring. And I just know how much disdain you treat him with when he when he exercises that pastime. It's just the difference between you guys is how you spend your Saturday mornings compared to him. Well, what were you up got, to this morning? Well, you know what I was up to? I was in bench pressing a few um, bits of weights at the gym this morning. Bits <laughs> of weights, yeah. Uh, doing my usual pumping the arms and getting the body into shape for yeah. the winter coming. What about Got to look after the yourself. Arms. What about Angeball? They won in again. Gold down after four minutes. Lyle Foster. Imagine an Australian conceding to a guy called Foster as well. Yeah. Oh, they, I, <laughs> See, I did thank him up the hill 
the day. I actually did think of you and thought, it's a beautiful day. You know, you're not getting any younger. You could do worse than maybe... You know, I coming up a hill I, which, which hill did you choose this morning for anyone just who one, one up the camps yeah, Miko Bin Miko Bin how yeah. far up to that I think all round trip it was about six and a half mile aye I just I think that must be the most what's this I've thing got an about? idea right why don't you take a wee golf club and a wee ball and just and chip it 50 yards in front of you and then just keep going and then that would yeah, get yeah, you up yeah. to the top but, but you're just continually walking up a hill what yes that, 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 that is indeed I what is what's the point there's what's the point, no <laughs> point <in laughs> don't that. you jump in with him right. there's no point no, whatsoever mate. there's no end game to that the only end game is I need to come back down right? the, the end game is the view but unfortunately the clouds were over <laughs> so I didn't see anything uh, uh, not for me I'll leave that to the younger well, generation this is, even, this is even more baffling because walking up it's one thing Paul McManus sent me a tweet to say I was out hill running today and I bumped into Mark Wilson <laughs> fair to say I brought the tattoo up Oh. <laughs> I'm walking down and uh, I see this group of young guys coming there must have been about eight of them and I had to grab the dog and put him on the lead in case he chases them and as they're running by morning morning because that's the etiquette in the old hill walking that morning morning one of them at the back turns it's hey yeah he's got your name on the back <laughs> of his leg and just continue to run ah <laughs> oh, the old tattoo the old tattoo it's get it's got to live with you If there's no point The hill oh, walking Oh oh oh, oh Hold Go. on One of our featured games Let's do this For the first time today Goal flashes With M&D Green Pharmacy And it's a goal For Dundee United And it's Matthew Kujo Who has Started the season Very well indeed Four minutes It's taken him Against Airdrie And the Tanadice side Take the lead here Well Jim Goodwin Starting to get Into his stride At Tanadice now They, they, they must be Big favourites to come straight back up again, and Kujo uh, has been a very handy addition. I think that's the next step for Reese McCabe's development. Now as a manager, it's very impressive going through the the leagues and and get promoted and then showing up well in the cup against Ross County. But away games against Dundee United, it's maybe. I wonder if you you need to think of your tactics a bit more, or do you just stick with them? Do you you have the courage to stick with them? As that game goes on, we'll be able to see. But he's a, a top young manager, or he's proven that way so far. He's obviously not playing just now because he's injured. Got an injury. Is that a couple of weeks ago against Ross County? Yeah, I mean that's going to be a tough school, though, isn't it? As good as Airdrie have been, Gordon, everyone expects. You look at the the finance and the resource and everything that that Dundee United have got for a a season in the Championship. They're big. They're big favourites of that. There's no doubt, but. You look about that championship, there's some good teams that play good football with good experienced players that have played around those divisions for years upon years. Um, yeah, winning your home games, Dundee United with the squad that they've got certainly will have the advantage, but it doesn't always work out like that. Still a long season, a lot of games to be played. And as I say, uh, Jim's starting to get the nucleus a good team there now, getting them fitted into the way he wants to play. And it's it's it's. it's Bearing the fruit now, the, it's getting benefits. The other from. problem for Jim Goodwin, of course, is they must come up. Dundee United cannot financially handle being down in the Championship for too long. Uh, they're a club who, you know, it's a tight ship and they need back up among the big boys. And that, that uh, unfortunately, the pressure of that rests on the manager's shoulders. Uh, so, first goal then of the day in our featured matches. Dundee are on top in the early stages. 
In the Tayside Derby St Mirren have had a chance Against Livia Bacchus Header gets it all wrong Good cross mm. From McMenamin Interesting to hear how Wraith Rovers have gone A goal up on Queen's Park Thanks to Callum Smith Which is even better news For Dundee United Because it could see Dundee United leapfrog Queen's Park And go top Interesting to hear from Stephen Robinson yesterday Admit that there had been contact Not necessarily an official bid But contact from Aberdeen For Keanu Bacchus yeah. Who you'll remember Had a, a good World Cup Great World And so Cup. on um, and him saying that you know last year St Mirren probably would have had to sell they just kind of had to sell everyone oh. but in a position to wait until the price is right so to speak well they gave Eamon Brophy to Ross County because it, they needed to get him off the wage bill St Mirren so again another tight ship there uh, but when you think about it well this Hibs job remains vacant today could be I underline could be Stephen Robinson's last day as St Mirren manager could be nah. Derek McInnes's last day as hey, Kilmarnock manager don't question this guy nah. this time he's last a man in the you shot him down about Lee Johnson I did don't and make he, me play the clip and he put one over me there's no doubt in that and I'll give him that but he's he's now starting to get carried away with his own importance <laughs> it's not like him <laughs> um, I've got to say I'm, I'm I, I was that yesterday at school gate I recognised the lad I, I, I was standing next to him and I heard him speaking I didn't <laughs> I know even know coming it here yeah, is it Goggage? Yeah. You're thinking yeah, about so school gates? I was seeing my wee granddaughter in and I, <laughs> I looked round and I thought, I know, then in fact, there he is. I know him from somewhere. So your granddaughter goes to school with Goggage's child, that's what you're telling us. Is that? Well, I don't know if they're in the well, same not, class. It won't be his granddchild, will it? No, He's no, no. But there was another guy there I meant to ask you with Jai Q on his tracksuit and I have no idea who he is. A football tracksuit or yeah, just a yeah? He's a footballer, and I'm Jack and I'm Jack No, it's not. And I'm sure Gorgich because I'm sort of a eardrop. You know, like I'm a league to get about things. And he says all the best with the Scotland squad or something. What kind of what team was it though? You can't just give us a, a tracksuit and Jack What was the badge? I couldn't see it, mate. Oh, I didn't know. That's been a queue either. It most... was a queue. There's not many. I, I was like in Quincy. Right, that letter Q. Anyway, the Palmerston, <laughs> the Palmerston Pep is trailing Queen of the South nil. Montrose won. Oh, Let's do this, Hugh. We've defensive coach. We've left it a bit late today, it has to be said. The first half teaser. With the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. For the best football news and opinion online. I think this is a tricky wee one. I'll be interested in how uh, Ant Deck to my left get on with this one. Uh, can you name the last seven players to score in the first Old Firm game of the season? The last seven players to score in the first Old Firm game of the season. Take it away. At Clyde SSB, you need to come up with all seven answers, put them on one tweet and send it to at Clyde SSB. You need to really try and do it faster than everyone else. That is how you win the game. So that's your first half teaser. Get it going at Clyde SSB and I will, uh, I'll give you some helpful hints along the way if you need it. So keep going. You got any so far? Uh, yeah, Mark well, Wilson's pen is working. Hold on. Yeah, so I was just writing the numbers then. Oh, sure right. one to seven. All right. Did he? Yeah. Did he? Louis Moult hits the header. Hits the header Hits the post With a diving header Then Glenn Middleton Shoots across goal And goes wide So Dundee United Looking for a second Inverness Cali Thistle Have been having A miserable time of it But Nathan Shaw Has put them One goal to the good Against them Fermlin 
So the goals are starting to go in down the divisions. Nothing in the three Premiership games yet, though. Dunfermline on the rebound from losing the Fife Derby to Leith Rovers. Uh, so not playing sailing there. Uh, I thought I had another goal to tell you about, but stand down, false alarm. Uh, nothing doing yet. There were some a lot of early games in England, and it's that it's that week we're heading into international week. I noticed Nathan Patterson whipping across a brilliant ball for Everton to score. So we want to see. It's a good sign. We'll they take that. that. They're struggling. Two two. Uh, Sheffield United, mm-hmm. old club. Um, what do you mean your old club? Oh, that's where I started my career. What? What? Yeah. Sheffield United? Yeah. Do you mean? Yeah, I was S form there. Seriously? Yeah. I've never Bramble known this Lane. about you. The problem is, you no, don't no, know no. he's telling the truth. Yeah, no, no. He, he has the look of a truthful man about him. Well, we, oh, listen, he's perfected that uh, look over the years. And what happened was, I got a bit, I got a bit homesick. Uh, I was rooming with. Now, I think it's Gary Devine. I think he was relative of. I don't know if it's the son of Sydney or. His cousin or whatever He was there at the time He'll verify my presence Why do you do this? Because I've right. just no idea If it's Gordon, true We were at a golf day yesterday And after the golf day We sat down with the guys We were playing with And we'd, we'd gone about his career <laughs> And I said He started out at the Mitchell Library And he was telling the story to the boy But then you just moved on to Rangers You didn't mention it and Because you have Bored us all to tears For years with your stories on here And you've never once mentioned Sheffield United yeah, I have. If you If you never. listen Yes I have Bramall Lane Fantastic what a stadium it is That's where I was my And first. there is no mention of it on your Wikipedia Well <laughs> What else is why. on that Wikipedia? Yeah there's no, no, don't, let's, not, let's not bring attention <laughs> I, I regret that I, I, I wish uh, those words hadn't left my mouth Because remember this caused a real ruckus a couple of years ago yeah, You talked about the, the boys yesterday Couldn't believe I don't like holidays Drink out of plate paper no, People cups. were old Palmerston Peps 2 down two at down. home oh. <laughs> to a, a famous footballing that. name Craig Brown, Craig Brown. Yeah. Mm. Well funnily enough Gordon and I were talking grand, about Craig the, Brown's grandson isn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah We were talking about the games Before we went on air And he Gordon Dale said They lose an awful lot of goals Screen of the South And uh, that's true And they're continuing to do so today mm. I'm coaching Playing for the backs Working for a big guy This a lot of goal down as well Because I've been watching them Over <laughs> the Hamill Parts training I've, I've, I've sneak over on a Friday and see his uh, set plays and everything. Yeah, they actually have started the season well, so it doesn't really make much sense. Morton won Patrick this one, no? I bet they've not quite many clean So sheets. it is, yeah, Robbie Muirhead. Sorry, Hugh, I was too busy googling Gordon DL Sheffield United. I can't see anything. Well, anything at well, all. I'll tell you what, they're the biggest dressing rooms I've ever seen in my life. I remember that. Oh, well, there you are, that's, you, it, that's proof then. Uh, if you ask yourself, why would a man lie about being know, Sheffield yeah, United? It's a good point. I could have been in that film, what do you call it? The striptease one? Because that was <laughs> full Monty one time. <laughs> I was in Sheffield. <laughs> <laughs> I could have been one of those boys. Ange Ball has equalised Young Min's son, the captain, has pulled him level at Burnley. You always kind of talk about this on deadline day and throughout the season, and there are a million examples, fine you shouldn't really be surprised but did, did I see Burnley sign a fullback for 30 something million pounds well that's just it, it, ridiculous who, who, who'd never really, pl- never really played so did I see that the, is it Ian Matson from Chelsea crazy did that actually happen in the end or maybe I just um... see what happens in England now the teams see potential in players and you know spend ludicrous amounts of money on bringing potential rather than Game time and experienced professionals. No, do you know what? I actually don't think it went through. No, that's right. He's the one. 
he he ended up posting a video, I think, of him celebrating the move, uh, celebrating himself rejecting the move, something like that. It was on I don't know, it was on Sky Sports News, and him and his mate are sitting watching it, and he's saying, "No, I'm, I'm still here." Oh, right. Well, anyway, it shows you what a club Chelsea is to be at. Then was it Chelsea? He's originally up. A lot of players sitting in that Chelsea dressing room, not playing many first team games, but tell you what, their pensions will look good. Sheffield United, Gordon DL. Mm-hmm. Still not. You should, did you just maybe go for like a trial or something? Are you, no, no, you I, was down, there, the I was down there for months. What age are we talking? Uh, 15, 16. Is this pre Mitchell Library? Yeah. Or post? Yeah, I come up, I thought, no, I want to be a stonemason. Um, and I went into the stonemason industry. And. I lasted a week at the Mitchell Library. It just was not for me. Mortar and the Dazzler just didn't go hand in hand. <laughs> I'm not really mixed. struggling here. I can't see any mention of it. But you, you, I might be in the Hall of Fame. Well, uh, how did how did you end up there though? I was Liverpool and everybody wanted me. I was I was big in the time when I played with North Motherwell. Everybody. So that was like your first Every recognition yeah. from a a professional team. Yeah, yeah. Everybody wanted me. As I say, why would you lie about it? Exactly, you. But also, why, you. why break the habit of a lifetime? I know, but if he said he was at Barcelona, I would say, well, he's a liar. <laughs> but Sheffield United? Yeah, true. Who's, who's going to go, Hugh? Who would make that up? Yeah. So exactly. Lovely, say, but, lovely but, you know what? That's something a liar would say. That's part of the full gaslighting experience. Where you, why, why, why would I lie about that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Listen. Uh, well, nothing surprises me with you anymore. A uh, bit of a pause at the game at Tannadice. I think there's an, um, a medical emergency in the crowd, which is always an extremely difficult and sensitive situation. So, fingers crossed that everything is okay there at Tannadice. Um, and obviously, football becomes irrelevant, far less important in these circumstances. But I'll keep you uh, up to speed on what's happening there as best as we can. Andrew Shinney has taken a sore one after an aerial collision with Bacchus and was. And uh, the doctors and medics are on there uh, dealing with the player. So a bit of a, a lull in a couple of our games. You've got your teaser uh, up and running as well. Still no goals in our featured Premiership matches. Uh, but Dundee United do lead Airdrie by a goal to nil. And we have goals to tell you about down the leagues as well. So if anyone wants to get involved, you can on Twitter. I'm disappointed we're not seeing the, the Scottish Cup results flood in. Mm, some interesting is, teams in that draw when I want to the list. Honestly, right. The power of this show. See if you now refresh Gordon Dale's Wikipedia. I'm there. Genuinely. He played for Rangers and Man City, having previously been a Sheffield United reject on an S form. How quick is that? <laughs> uh, how do you um, even do that? How is that? Listen, that's my private things they're putting out there. That's ridiculous. Well, that's, that's the whole point. It's, it's, it's literally the opposite can, of private. It's can, your Wikipedia. Can somebody put anything on that? Yeah. Remember, there was the Bonkle Badminton oh, Championships but I, a couple but I was of years a, ago. I was a badminton under 16 <laughs> schoolboys champion. United <laughs> reject. <laughs> You won the home <laughs> set. Well, so you can reject next to every one of the clubs. The, the good thing, aside from that bit that someone's just clearly stuck in mischievously, there is a line that ge- like genuinely is always part of your uh, Wikipedia that says, um, mm-hmm. so DL, Director of Football at Airdrionians, I didn't know you got named that on Halloween, that's interesting, um, following the appointment of Mark Wilson as first team coach. Yes, very good. Surely you, you were appointed first. 
Oh yeah, you know, yeah. So yeah Wikipedia, put... Wikipedia's got Wilson yeah, in first. I brought him in, followed by you. I brought him in. <laughs> <Yeah>. I thought, <laughs> thought this is I'm what this club needs. No More chaos. Listen, your biggest mistake DL, was well, you never followed me into breaking. This is the important line. Uh, DL took charge of the team after Wilson left, but the club had to appoint another coach due to his work for Radio Clyde. <laughs> <laughs> the old director of football role wasn't for you. Look, I was in there to do do a a quick fix, as it's called. And um, I'm very proud of the job I did in there. Our broth won, Air United nil. Jay Bird with the opener for Dick Campbell's side there, just about midway through the first half. Uh, So you want to get your trips to our broth out of the way on days like this. Yep. Yeah, this is a good day to go to broth. January. Um, I'm sure it will still be blowing a gale but nevertheless our both are one up do you know when I hope it is blowing a gale because I don't mind that I'll, I'll happily put up with it to see the look on your face specifically both of you when? Well, Thursday. have you remembered what's happening this Thursday the 7th of September oh, I'm trying to put that back in my mind it's a big week on Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard yeah. big games today Rangers Celtic tomorrow but we're literally taking this to new heights this week because Gordon DL, Mark Wilson and myself are going to be abseiling down the side of Silverburn, apparently, <laughs> this Thursday, all yeah. to help cash for kids. So if you'd like to sponsor us, why wouldn't you? You can donate to the link on our socials or head to clyde1.com forward slash cash for kids. Uh, you can get all the details. And not only that, why not come along, get involved with us. You can get involved if you're up to the challenge and want to raise some money. Either way, you'll be helping children across Glasgow and the West that need your help and your donations do make a real difference. Imagine seeing the fear, smelling the fear. I have two rules. No livestock, no abseiling. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know how I've got myself involved. Why this. are you doing this? I don't know. I, I just seem to... I, I look down at sometimes on my Instagram I see my face and with Wilson and Duncan doing things that I don't really want to do right abseiling yeah. is not my game <laughs> I'm no. no Tom Cruise of the abseiling world no so I'm under a little bit of pressure I'm a bit worried I forgot about that I've I, got a busy week this week I've made, I've made a rod from own back because I don't really care about these things that much the bungee jump we did in here fine the, mm. the skydive fine and I always say Whatever, stick me down for whatever. I genuinely knew, and I hope I'm not going to expose a lack of uh, internal organisation in this company. I knew nothing about this until I saw my face on Instagram with a big thing about Absalom. <laughs> and I thought, <sighs> I knew nothing of that. Well, uh, I'm delighted I, I, that we're involved. Are we going down Martin Spencer's wall? Is it, yeah, is it the Martin Spencer's wall or is it the. The um, the cinema site. What are we talking about? Oh, I, I think know. the cinema's bigger in it, so hopefully the Martin's better. I just don't know how we're going. Something to get I've not done myself. Oh, oh, right, I think it's like outside the building. I don't know. Let's not let's not confuse the details. Going to need some strong ropes for you. Is that how you've been in the? the oh, gym? that's why he's been on the intermittent fasting. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> they told him there was a, a weight restriction. <laughs> claw, claw hold for claw like spider. <laughs> 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 oh, I can't wait to see your face looking over the uh, edge. Yeah. Oh no, there's no fool like an old fool. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? I actually think fair play to you. What shoes do you wear? That's what I want to know. What do you mean? You not? Do you wear? Do you wear climbing boots? No, they give you special absolute shoes. Pair of timbies. You're at it. No, think about it. As if you're going to rock up with your Under Armour so, trainers on. So I've got like suction spikes. cups. No, it's like suction cups on the bottom, so that you stick to it. Seriously? The, yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, that's all right. Then. Yeah. Yeah. What size are you? Because actually they were asking. Uh, just a nine, please. Just a nine, just a nine. We have plenty of suction. Half. 
I'll stick days. a wee half in Nine there, eh? Aye, plenty of suction on them, please. Good for you. Um, I've got a full... <laughs> well, I've got a, a full team of investigative journalists looking into your, your time at Sheffield United. No one's come up with anything, but clearly people are Googling Gordon DL Sheffield. So, it's, so it's, bringing up, it's bringing up mixed results. And there is a match report from when you were at Man City against Sheffield Wednesday. And all it doesn't say much, it just says DL, after one hard 25 yard shot, was replaced. <laughs> I was knackered. <laughs> I was knackered. By Kinsey, who would that be? Uh, Steve Kinsley. No, Kinsey. Kinsey. Blonde yeah. haired lad, good player. Okay. Terrific. I showed you how good I was. I was to keep him out of the team. Well, well, I think it was about half an hour in you get hooked to I was injured. It, so. I think I tweaked at Hammy then. Mm. Uh, but um, no, they were great days, I've got to say. Not many people have played with a club like Size City, especially in here. I did. I rejected them. No, you I? did not. I did. You started all that nonsense. Bit of a, a serious one for Andrew Shinney. I think he, yeah, again, sore one, literally, but not nice to see. He's in a brace, he's been stretched off, and we wish Andrew Shinney all the best because that looks like a serious one. Back underway at Livy, it's about six or seven minutes stoppage. David Friel always gets the long stoppages, you'll notice that. Uh, game's a bit ragged at Killy, Killy Ross County. Uh, nothing really doing there. And look, this is the thing, you really have to blame the teams. Because if you are thinking, why are you talking about Gordon DL's abseil? Or is no life in Sheffield? Or mm. Hugh Keevan's been on a bus with a sheep? Like it, It's their fault. Because we don't have any goals to talk about Exactly, so. you've got to give us excitement So we can talk about it I've always thought that people enjoyed that side of a Saturday anyway what? Uh, Why worry yourself about insignificant things like goals When you can hear about Steve Kinsey, Kinsey Who um, play Fraser played with at St Mirren in 1992 apparently Is that right? Yeah, Did you play so with St Mirren? Did yeah. you come up to St Mirren? Oh well My favourite revelation of the week Was that Nat Phillips's dad was Joe Phil- uh, Joe, Joe, John Jimmy, Phil- Jimmy Phillips played for Rangers? Uh, I knew it was a jolly left back. Uh, did, were you there at that time? No, no, no Jimmy Phillips. Right, no. Okay, and did he make his debut against Celtic? Yeah, the yeah. same way that Nat might did do he? tomorrow. Yeah, good story that, isn't it? That's you remember him? He was a good player. Oh yeah, Jimmy Phillips was a good player. Yeah, um, is that true? about the debut as well. Have I added that detail on? I think it is. Um, I think it, I think Jimmy's boy has to play tomorrow. Can't be many father and son duos that have represented opposite sides of that divide. I, I worked with one. I worked with the, the late Doogie Bailey, who played for Rangers, and his son Lex Bailey played for Brilliant. Celtic. A student of the game. Any more? Anyone? Mm. No? No. I Great. Well done. That's us all out. I tell you what, Sid, I've just, Simon, I've just made Simon up Simon Donnie has texted me. He makes a good point when talking about abseiling. He says, Tell Daz, you don't need climbing boots when you're descending. <laughs> <laughs> you need wings Should have wear climbing boots No we're going down Down the building No up So it's a good point Made but by Simon need, grip. But you need a bit of grip You need something when you See I'm going to spring off the wall And then you know right? like, I think we need to stop discussing this Because we clearly know very little about, about it absolutely. I don't even think there's a wall By the looks of what people are sending me Of course me. you do No I think it's just like a rope We're just like lowering ourselves off like a crane That happens to be at Silverburn I don't think We're not getting the sensation of a Tom Cruise And then you're in the window I don't think think people are sitting in the M&S cafe And you are going to go flying past the window And then they they stand up with their cans of coke 
Coca-Cola tem Yaradas lá com Boogie Bailey had to go and write the, the match report on the Rangers Celtic game when his son was playing for Celtic. Was Doogie Bailey centre back? Doogie Bailey was a centre back. There you go. Now sadly no longer with us, but Lex, you remember Lex Bailey? Yes, I do. I mean, I think I played against Lex. Big Hardy boy. Yeah, I think I played against Lex Bailey. Yep, became a polis. That's right. Ronnie McDonald became a policeman as well, didn't he? Played Roddy, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> Roddy, uh, did Rod- you call him Ronnie? Uh, uh, R. McDonald. Why can you never get anybody's <laughs> name Ronald. right? <laughs> Ronald McDonald. And by the way, I'll tell you what, you string of restaurants are doing well. <laughs> we were playing golf yesterday, right? I, I don't know if you realise this. A guy we were playing with, it was called Campbell. <laughs> you called him Cameron? About <laughs> three times in a row. And I don't even think he picked up. I was embarrassed for you. He doesn't do names. Very oh, well, no, does name's only good for me. <laughs> uh, good shot, Cameron. Seems <laughs> 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 Oh, yeah, Daz cleaned up at the well, golf day yesterday. I noticed you were you were playing with M and D Green Pharmacy, who are great supporters of the show. And I mm. walk into this office today to find a brand spanking new shiny putter waiting for you that you apparently won. I would felt like snapping it in oh, half. I don't yeah. like to see that type of happiness come to you. Oh, so listen, hold on a minute. I also won another prize that I didn't receive. £25 Now Who loves coffee in you, this You right. more than anyone So I had to leave Because I had a prior engagement Later on And My man here Who picks up Most of my trophies for me He picks <laughs> up my putter And he phones me And says You've also won A Costa gift card 25 quid. Pocketed it How many good lady Were in Costa last night With two lattes Let me tell you <laughs> Couple of muffins <laughs> And a sandwich But <laughs> exactly. I said to him Listen If I'm picking this up You're getting one or the other What do you want so, but Hold on a minute Like you, You've you got all the golf clubs Anyone could wish for You've always yeah. got the best of gear You've won this brand new putter Surely you're either going to Give it away To charity for free Or Who's the guy that usually Gets your hand-me-down clubs Mark Wilson We just spoke about yeah. him Getting shamed by <laughs> the see. caddy Listen, At Loman a couple He's of got ago. a Donny wedge that he's by so he hell. Needs your help. No, no, he needs to just sit back, relax, and say, I need to spend some money and start for the scratch. Oh, no, no. He, he, he's I'm pulling for hand me Anyway, did you have a good day yesterday? Uh, did you? Uh, good on you. Brilliant. It's amazing. For you. What about yourself, Gordon? Because nah. you were also invited. Ah, transfer deadline day. Places, places to be. You're a busy man. If any, with Brendan. If any other members listening from Glasgow, I'd just like to say I really appreciate it, their golf course and. Uh, <laughs> Me and Mark would oh, like to play again. There we are. You more detail for you. Jimmy Simpson, Rangers captain, Ronnie son Simpson. Ronnie Simpson. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. CMM has hit us with that one. People will be thinking that's the teaser. It's not. It just sometimes these things mm. come up. On the actual teaser, Hugh, remind us of the question. Can you name the last seven players to score in the first Old Firm game of the season? That's the important thing to remember. The first Old Firm game of the season. Who are the last seven to do it? Uh, right, let's see if we can get some wrong answers Just so that we can okay. point you in the right direction That's the way we tend to to do things So that if you need a bit of help We can tell you where you're going wrong Liam Oh, Liam's way out, I think, on the time, Hugh For a lot of these, he's gone Stevie Naismith No oh. 
Kyle Lafferty. Oh, he nah, come back to the dark that ages. Was, that was ten years ago. Yeah, we're, we're we're very recent. JB, I can see he's thinking because he's thrown in some big hitters of this fixture in Musa Dembele. Not there. And Tom Rogic. Not there. They're all more recently than that. Okay, that's something that you have to really hey, bear in mind. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing all right, Hugh. Yeah, yeah. we're okay. We're okay. We've got that's about five. Right. And Deck have got five. Six. Six? We've one to get. Yep, one to get. Tell you what, loads of people are flying with this. Really flying with that question. So keep going at Clyde SSB, see what you can give us. Uh, Connor Randall booked cynical challenge in the centre circle, the old stopping a promising attack. So Ross County, the Ross County man on a bit of a tightrope there. What are you tutting at? Ach, Mark's just going to be silly answers now. Alawa 1, Cove 0, Connor Salmon with the goal there for Alawa. Uh, the Ackies are one up at Stirling Albion Ewan Henderson's first goal for the club Going well the Ackies yeah Yeah not lost a goal yet mm. That's your stat for the weekend isn't full it Full point yeah. Did you hear that last night when we discussed it What's that Only team in Britain have not conceded not yet conceded a goal. The thing is someone told me that And I've not even bothered to check And I just keep passing no, it off as my own no, I like it's, it It's there I'm looking at the league table That's uh, the one John got manager of the month didn't he Yeah Is St John's the only team in Scotland not to score a goal. Great, again, it's a great question. Oh, there's a one for you. Yeah. Oh, your your old team have been pegged back. One one. Not Sheffield United. Really? City. City. Man, Man City. One Fulham. One. Didn't happen. My day. Queens Park are down to ten men. It's a great name if, if that counts for anything. Will Tizard has <laughs> been sent off on the thirty third minute. Straight. Red His card. nickname's got to be Wizard, surely. And to, you uh, would uh, have to imagine. Yeah, so. It's got to be. Yeah, surely. Oh, Tizard, never heard him before. Good start for Queen's Park this season, but. Until they met Partick this yeah. And then the wheels came off, and <clears throat> they may drop off the top today if Dundee United win and they lose. Yeah. Certainly looking that way, Hugh, so far. The mighty Jags still a goal down at Capolo. Uh Everyone, Fraser Wisher, David Friel, all sort of complete complaining if that's the right word or bemoaning a lack of, of quality attacking play so far in their games hopefully uh, things do look up Stranraer too Peter Head nil Kyle Fleming on 33 minutes See, there uh, two of the three premiership games have been played on artificial surfaces and on a day like today very very difficult Bone dry yeah very difficult just blame that that's it we'll put it we'll put it down to there's that there's no excuse for St George and Dundee they're just both rotten and Fraser's there I actually yeah. thought to be ball. fair I was delighted to get out and about and see a game last weekend went to Dens on Sunday do you know one of my favourite they were actually alright you know they had Dundee were okay Hearts woeful no 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 no, no. not I, good I think Mark's got to disagree Dundee with that okay. one of my favourite grounds to play oh, I'll disagree with you as well do you? I, I mean I've Dens I, I used to love the pitch oh no I, no, lo no, no. I love playing at Dens no uh, don't take this the wrong way, Dundee. Just, just as we're <laughs> say what you really say. <laughs> just as we're talking them up. Goal flashes with M and D Green Pharmacy. Goal Dundee. Amadou Bakayoko opens the scoring in the Tayside Derby, and we have breakthrough in the Scottish Premiership. So there we are. The home side do take the lead, building on that victory against Hearts last weekend. Header across the keeper into the left-hand corner from Robertson's cross. Dundee lead by a goal to nil well you called it Gordon you said that you watched them last week and you were quite impressed with what you've seen 
Obviously, Tony Dock's brought in a lot of mm. new players up there, and um, that's a good start against what you've got to say a real struggling St Johnston. Let's defend the good people of Kilmarnock. Gabriel says, Kelly, we're watering that pitch pre game, to be fair. Do you know who's interested me for Dundee? He is a good player, but it was actually for a much more non football related reason. Um, Owen Beck, okay. left back, Dundee, on loan from Liverpool, right? My eyesight's not great, so this may be contributed. He just like looks like Andy Robertson. So it so yeah. happens that he's like a left back from Liverpool, but he moves like him. His hair is that sort of way that Andy Robertson's was when he broke yeah. through at Dundee United. He's kind of small, quick, like gets about. He was really good. Good player. Really don't tell me where's number 26. Uh, no. Mm, that was where the similarity ends. Uh, VAR check on that goal for oh, Dundee. Oh, sure. I mean, everything gets checked, but I guess this is more than a. Is this more than a silent check? As they call it, John Beaton is the VAR. Uh, penalty Ross County uh, on the on the freshly watered rugby park surface. So a chance there. Simon Murray goes down. Again, that'll be checked. Goal given. Uh, Scott Tiffany. Well, I don't know who's got the final touch, but there's a, there's a, a debate there. I would always trust Fraser Wishart. Fraser certainly. knows his stuff. Yeah. He knows the players inside out. He wouldn't get that wrong. You'd like to think not. Um, <laughs> Just inside the box, Simon Murray, uh, and he's n- not sure which defender. Is that a penalty? It is. So again, they could look at it to see whether it was inside the box or not. Um, the Jags are level. Morton one, Partick Thistle one. Stephen Lawless see his ball last week for one of the Thistle goals, or was it a couple of weeks ago? He's been in good form, so he's pulled Thistle level at Capital. Stephen Lawless seems like a player. That will be playing twenty years time yeah. still. He'll be, still be years. he'll be at Partick Thistle. He'll, then he'll, he'll go, go to Levy. He'll go to Levy. Then he'll go to Thistle. Then he'll go to Levy. And then uh, he's just about for years. I'm sure I played against him. Must have done. Yeah, you would have been kid, kid at Motherwell, and then yeah. Uh, Bino's two nil down. Hamilton Aki's Kevin O'Hara has scored. Stilling Albion nil. Hamilton two. Uh, what else have we got here? Right, still VR's checking that Ross County penalty again. Well, they would check all penalties awarded, but just to see what's happening, maybe the debate is about whether it was inside the box. Yeah, he's all oh right. He's gone over to the TV, mm. so oh. it's actually so therefore it's got nothing to do then with whether it's inside or outside the box because that's what they call a factual check. Uh-huh. So the ref might be about to overturn the penalty that he gave by checking on the monitor, which is fine. That's what I it's like there that. For. Yeah, I like that. Well, it's supposed to be ref? about getting the right. Kevin verdict. Clancy. <clears throat> Very experienced referee, Kevin. He'll get this one correct. Uh, no penalty. Very oh. quick, quick look at Kevin Clancy, and there we are. Fair enough. No mm. penalty. So well, that's why it's there. You know, mistakes like that from the referee. There's nothing wrong with referees making mistakes as long as they use the VAR to then go and check it and rectify it. So, well done, because it's it can't be easy. Imagine you as a player playing, and somebody says to you, "Come and see this mistake." That you've made on the TV, ten seconds later, and and you have to admit, yep, I was I was in the wrong. Not easy. Yeah, but that you know, it's there. VAR is there because the naked eye was found to be insufficient, and with the naked eye, he gave the penalty, and with the help of technology, he took it back again. A uh, bit of pressure now from St Mirren, but not really getting much happening there. Nubly and Olasunya getting a lecture for a, a disagreement. David Friel calls it. Bonnie Rig Rose one up on Elgin as we approach the half time whistle let's do some more wrong answers quickly Hugh we'll give, give them a, a sort of two minute warning on this uh-huh. teaser 
Can you name the last seven players to score in the first Old Firm game of the season? Quite Tell so. you what, the standard of answer is very, very high on here. I will say that much. Bailey wants to mention Alfredo Morelos. And you can, but you'd be wrong. Olivier and Cham. Not there either. Okay, okay, We've got okay. them. Yeah, I think we're, we're, in the, okay. we're in the podium. Did, Olivia, uh, did Alfredo Morelos ever get his move to Fenerbahce at the end of the window? I don't, I don't think know. he was talking about a club in Mexico then. He was meant to be joining Ryan Kent, wasn't he? Maybe to, maybe it was well, actually wasn't to play. Maybe it was just to look after his crocodile. crocodile. His croc. Is Kent started well? Do we know? How is he adapted to life away from Rangers? Gordon Diaz doesn't even watch football that's in his own doorstep. I Never know, mind. I know. Although, to be fair, if MD's telly's got the Fenerbahce <laughs> games, it'll be yours. I don't, I, I don't know how he started, but he certainly can't get in the bath with a light out. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, by the way, speaking about VAR, did you see you were not the only sport to have trouble? Did you see tennis is brought in, haven't they? At the US Open. What do you mean? VR is that not? Well, I don't, yeah, and well, did tennis that, has always had hockey. What do you no, mean? but I think VR is in. Now, right, of okay. some sort, but I think I'm pretty sure Andy Murray had a go at it because on the one of the first outings, I didn't give the, You're right, the right he answer. Called it, he called it a farce. Yeah, farce, yeah, so we're not the only sport to have problems. Yeah, there you go. Um, I thought we had another... Go- no, well, it was actually a stat from Dave Galloway, which I don't mind because I think it's interesting in the context of Airdrie, who are... Very good at what they do, and it's a you know they try and build up play and pass from the back and stuff, and it's great. But it sometimes shows you that when you come up against more difficult opposition, Dundee United have had seventy five percent possession against Airdrie. Wow, that's very wow. high, that's... isn't it? Well, unless it is... though, unless unless Airdrie have done the worst thing you can do, taken your advice and they've tried to adapt and do adapt something a bit different yeah. because they're at Tannadice we'll have to hear Dave's report because <laughs> that may be the case otherwise if they've tried to stick to passing it back and Dundee United have just got better mm. players who can press in a better system and win the ball back then it becomes pretty relentless that is the Mark Wilson derby really as I am surprised some of the big TV companies didn't ask me to go and cover that but do, do the half time draw yeah, yeah with Terry the Terror Tiger is that who that is? Terry, Terry the, the Terror Tiger. Aye, aye, the mascot. Is it still that though? Because sometimes they change, don't they? Um, well, there was a, a baby. They get, they get like rebranded. There, there was a baby tiger cutting about with Terry as well. Mm, um, it still appears to be, as far yeah. as I can gather. Is it the wee mascot still there? Don't know. Dundee United <laughs> was the first one to do that. So they I had Terry no the idea. tiger. It was mm. obviously a regular sized tiger, uh, and then they had the wee baby the, tiger. Uh, the baby tiger used to cut about. I don't know if it was a. Well, I'm just saying, yeah, yeah one we had uh, uh, we had the panda and Paphos or whatever you call them. What do you call them? Chaos. Chaos. Paphos. That's in Cyprus. Chaos. We had uh, the panda and Chaos. Bonnie Rig Rose 2 up against Elgin City. That's the latest goal to go in in Scotland. I think we'll just round this off, Hugh. Okay. We? Let's get stuck in. The first half teaser. With the thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. For the best football news and opinion online. The last seven players to score in the first Old Firm game of the season are Leal Abada, Jota, David Turnbull, Philip Hollander, Connor Goldson, Odson Edward, and Johnny Hayes. There we go, well done. If you got all yeah. them correct, I will be very impressed and lots of you did third place was Dylan Patton 
A bit quicker was Mark O'Brien, and quicker still was Jamie Costello. Did you, did you get them? Yeah, all seven. Them. Yeah, all seven. seven there, yeah. yeah, I must admit. Yeah, very knowledgeable about these games, aren't we, Gordon? Yep. Okay, <laughs> he didn't end. Yeah, great, great detail added. Yep. To Mark Wilson's question, uh, Stirling Albion pull one back. Josh Cooper on 44 minutes. It's a good game that, by the sounds of it, at Fourth Bank. Oh, and the Aki's have conceded. Oh, there we go. The stat oh, is over. That? Oh, it was a good run while it lasted. There we go. What's the score now? Hamilton two one. I literally just said two one. Did you? You don't listen. It's not tuned in. Doesn't listen to anyone, which <laughs> yeah. is problematic. It's a on a, radio, on a speech trait. radio show. Yeah, for radio. Just engrossed in the games that are going on all round about us. That's, that's him thinking of tactics. He's engrossed in his mm. phone. So there's one other negative stat that still stands. That's Johnston, who have yet to score a goal in the league this season. Three and a half games but, in. Uh, you know, and the weird thing about that is the closest it may have came was last week Celtic, with the two yeah. chances at yeah. two horses. Mm. And they are the only side, no, they're not. Cheltenham Town, bottom of English League One. Oh. Apparently. Have they scored today yet, though? That's what we need to see. The yeah. race is on. How are Cheltenham looking at the moment? Good town that, Cheltenham Especially in race week I mean Aberystwyth apparently But with no disrespect to the Welsh League I'm unwilling to include that for the purposes of this stat So Cheltenham Town, bottom of English League 1 Maybe they're one up though We'll have to get a look nine, Just the nine minutes added at Livingston For David oh, Freel Yeah, yeah. a real mm. bad one Oh Cheltenham, Cheltenham still nil-nil for, for those of you who care um, David Friel will still be watching that game then when the Bragometer opens at 5 o'clock yeah, he's, he get, always gets sent to the late games have you noticed that like I said I'm unw- I don't think we should be making jokes about it as such because it looked like a really serious one for Andrew Shinney and we hope he's fine uh, three minutes added in Perth for Fraser he's at least got a goal as Dundee leads St Johnston heading into that break you never like to see a player leave the pitch on oh. a stretcher with a head brace time for Marv to earn his money as you can beat Half time 2-0 two 2-0 nil. Two nil down But he this is where he usually works his magic They yeah, always come out in, and get a yeah, goal He comes out and gets a goal This is when he moves from the Palmerston pep To the Poundland pep mm. if, if I was a club that was playing St Mirren next week I'd ask David Thrill for a report How many times has he watched St Mirren this season? He's seen them nearly every single week Well season's like three weeks old isn't it So it's not Cup games as well Hugely dramatic games. so far He's been everywhere Ange Ball's back in front no, it hasn't gone in front, I should say, for the first time. 2-1 at Burnley, we said. Well, he got beat with Fulham and penalties the other night there. Uh, I'll tell you, incidentally, we're not the only wacky races. Uh, when Ange went out of the Carabao Cup midweek to Fulham, penalty shootout, the first voice I heard was a guy saying, Does he understand the job? Does he understand? Because he rested. Yeah. Rested a... So Where was the guy from? At here? the same time, <laughs> London. <laughs> it's also the week that Robbie Williams is singing a song for. Him, uh, so, you know, it's the best song in football. I take the rough with the smooth a bit, don't you? I think that's the best song in football. Did someone not ask? They, they I say them, to broad brush down the road, are, are slowly learning that you, you obviously have to be ready for Ange Postecoglou in press conference situations. And it's never easy, but I think someone asked him if he had heard of Robbie Williams. Oh no, that must have went down. Yeah, you can imagine. Terribly, man. Uh, right. Was the, was the word mate in his answer? Akeem Rose has equalised for Air United at Arbroath. 48 minutes gone there as well. The old good time to score cliche. 
Um, McGregor burst through on the left but fired across goal and wide so it stays Dundee United 1 Airdrie nil there uh, and I just wonder if we'll get anything before the break at Rugby Park we do but it's just a booking for Simon Murray for a high boot on Stuart Finlay real lack of action in our top mm. flight really and to be honest when you looked at those fixtures you know you're looking at them thinking is there going to be a lot of goals today it's proven no of course <laughs> so far that <laughs> yeah. is a you worked that one out all by yourself I did it's no. taken me 47 minutes to do it but I got there yeah it's not been a, not been vintage let's find out the eyewitness account Fraser Wishart's at least got a goal at McDermott Park I have got a goal Gordon St Johnson nil. Dundee 1 Dundee deservedly ahead to be honest with you I think the scoreline reflects the game as they've been the better side and not much quality from the home side in the first 45 minutes here a lone striker Amadou Bakayoko headed his team into the lead not too many chances to tell you about Dundee the better team from the off Joe Shaughnessy headed over from 12 yards probably feel he should have done better than Young left back one back drove forward did really went past a couple of players set up Tiffany on the left hand side his low cross was held by Mitoff with Bakayoko and Robinson just hovering to try and score the goal Mitoff then dropped to McGee crossed to the back post and Scott Tiffany should probably have done better than turn the loose ball wide he had more time than he actually thought little from St Johnson at the other end plenty of pace Turner Cook and Costello young lads he brought in on loan but no end product when they get into good areas Stevie Minnie may busy as always but getting frustrated as did the St Johnson fans at the lack of action from their team and on the half hour Amadou Bakayoko came into the game he had Mitoff scrambling across goal the big striker made a yard and curled a lovely left foot shot just inches wide but he did open the scoring in 36 minutes Owen Beck had a free kick on the left hand side he took it short to Finlay Robertson who hung the ball up to the back post Bakayoko headed the ball back across Mitoff perhaps looking for his teammates and the ball ended up in the back of the net at the left hand corner Scott Tiffany did swing at the ball and I think that's why VAR checked if he'd got a touch he'd been offside but he didn't and Willie Collum gave the goal and that was only really serious effort a goal by either side Low Dundee did look lightly and the pace of Tiffany has been a real threat throughout this 45 minutes but St Johnson still haven't scored as Hugh was saying this season and haven't looked lightly to do so far not in one effort at goal and Stephen McLean might need to turn to the bench to get back into the game somehow half time it's McDermott Parks and Johnson nil Dundee 1 Half time come Marnock, here's Gabriel. Yep, it's goalless here in Sunny Ayrshire Gordon. Not many chances for either side despite an end to end opening to the match. The biggest moment of the half was when Simon Murray, uh, the county forward, appeared to be nicked by a Killy defender just inside the box. Uh, Kevin Clancy pointed straight to the spot, although it did appear to be soft. Killy players were certain it wasn't a spot kick, and once Clancy was sent over to the monitor by the VAR, he only needed a few looks at it to reverse his decision. No penalty. And that's what the technology is there for. Uh, Brad Lyons just had a shot saved on the stroke of the half there from an uh, outswinging Killy free kick from the right. Probably the best effort of the half, to be honest. It has been a scrappy 45. A couple of bookings for county players as well. There's been plenty of block shots. Uh, the ball bouncing about in both boxes after set pieces it's been an even game possession is close to 50-50 not many saves for either goalkeeper to make but the three points are there to be won by either side a big second half coming up Gordon at the interval Kilmarnock nil, Ross County nil. still waiting on the other games because of the additional time but I'll tell you one man who's not waiting is Hugh Keevens he's gone digging in his half time treat already we did say a couple of weeks ago that the guys were going to try something different maybe not have the half time pies all the time you tried couscous for the yep. first time last week yep. I feel like we should make this a half time feature on the show 
I am alarmed at your choice for today. Creamy garlic mushrooms. Yeah. That's it. You're, you're alarmed. That's Have a look, trouble at, for us. look at me and Wilson's face. <laughs> We're storming my gas mask on. That's oh, it. Like, it's just, that's it. Like, it's just that. I'm just a, a, it's like a bowl, a tub, a plastic. Surely mushrooms are a side dish to go I, I with the main event. Just uh, <laughs> mushrooms. Look, I've got the label here: creamy garlic mushrooms. It's, that's it. Just a bowl of smell of a man, and it's a very warm day out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's on a warm day, you're eating mushrooms. Who else eats mushrooms in a warm day? Save the ice lollies. Get a tub of mushrooms. <laughs> I waited till all your pies came in to watch you. Lift that uh, Whatever you call that lid To, to get a picture of that I, um, Stick that on Instagram and I, tell you, I like mushrooms Hugh, And I like garlic And cream But that looks rank yeah. <laughs> What I'll do Hugh, terrible When we go to a break I'll describe that <laughs> <laughs> Anyway right So we've given you Two half time stories I wonder actually Because it was so long uh, Added on In those two games Maybe we should actually Take a Take a breather and we can get back to the halftime reports. Although Dave Galloway shouldn't be too far away, is he? Oh no, he had a long break as well. Right, halftime from the other two games coming next. <laughs> 